come in all shapes and sizes. From the tiny crusader able to single-handedly protect a handful of comrades from death in the swarm for five years, to yesterday, when the ironclad hull of the Westbreaker smashed the winter silence of Naka for the first time in ages. Sometimes miracles come all at once, and other times they need to be built from the ground up, no matter how much valuable hope it costs. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, King Cat, and I'm doing my best, goddammit. Hi, Cat. Hi, Kirsten. That's Kirsten. It's me, Kirsten. That is Kirsten. I am also doing, well, my, um, my, well, I guess I'm trying my best. Yes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's, Kirsten, listen, you, you're not a person whose speech is marked by confidence, I would say. That's not necessarily <laughs> in your general speaking style. That's some of the least confident I've ever <laughs> 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 Oh, my bud. Nick is here. Nick is here. How are you doing, Nick? I'm also pretty warm on this fine summer day, but I will also do my best. See, Kirsten, that's how you do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Try again. Mm -hmm. I will do my best. There you go. There we go. There we go. And that you just heard was Kathleen. And I endeavor to do my best. That's the spirit. Everybody's here. Everybody's committed to doing their best for you, the listener, who we love. With all our hearts. All of our horrible hearts. But just this once. <laughs> just, this, just this once. No, that's not true. And then the uh, outro music starts and the episode's over. That was a short one, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, what do you listeners. Remember? <laughs> Thank you for coming by. Bye, everybody. Bye. Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party made their way through the sacred labyrinth of the Temple of Gaius Grey to find a small handful of crusaders waiting at the center, the survivors of the Glacier Legion. There are five of them, sometimes four of them, depending on whether Gedeon, the only crusader present capable of overscattering, has resigned herself to the void in order to keep everyone safe for one more night. And this is how they have been living for five whole years. Until the crew of the Westbreakers showed up with pickled oranges. And this, procured wine. And wine Penelope found. And wine Penelope found. What? <laughs> and then we managed to not get attacked by the swarm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You burned an upsetting amount of scatter on it, but yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think did I think everybody pretty much was almost full scatter on that one. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Yep. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, we are all in very much need of a good night's sleep. Did we at least get a night's sleep? Um, that's a very good question. Do you at least get a night's sleep? Are you attempting to sleep? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Penelope's going to attempt to sleep. Is there a watch rotation? Yep. They kind of put one together. Marcus volunteers, so does Caldas. Yeah, Cobb is going to try and get some sleep, but he will at the very least be, look, I'd really love to stay up and chat, but if I'm up for too much longer, 
I don't think I'm going to be of any use to anybody here for longer than a couple of days. So, Get some rest, Cobbler. We'll leave you in the morning. Sounds good. And Cobb will we'll try and find some place that's remotely cozy and uh, get some Z's. Get some Z's. Catch those Z's. And Penelope's going to make an adaptability discovery rule to find something useful to perhaps make Tissa's bed feel more uh, more uh, even. Uh, I'm not going to allow that. No? Yeah, okay. Tissa's sort of going... Yeah, Tissa's dealing with some consequences. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything Penelope could do. The problem is is uh, the problem is in Tissa's spirit right now. Because mm-hmm. of the, the scatter and the... Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Tissa has welcomed the perfection of the stars into herself. To a degree where she can't accept less than perfect. So I imagine that Tissa's sort of internal dialogue goes something to the effect of like, ugh, gotta sleep. Only thing I can do, nothing else would be. If I even get to sleep, if this even worked and we're not all dead in the morning. And then wakes up coming to the conclusion well, I don't know if that's skipping too far ahead or not. Oh, no, I've already done the horrible thing I plan to do to you guys tonight, so. So in the morning, Tissa wakes up kind of with a start, blinks, and says to herself and probably anyone else who's up, well, we didn't fight and we're not dead, so I guess it was Good enough. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't fight and we're not dead. And Marcus is wide awake. I think most of the other crusaders have fallen asleep by now. Caldus is asleep on Marcus's arm and he's, Marcus is very clearly trying to sit as still as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caldus is also a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Party of kitty people. <laughs> what time would this be? Um, well, it's in Tissa's habit to be up early, right? Often. Yeah, I would say very early. I would say it's still dark out. If you were to go outside, please don't. Okay, then Penelope probably hasn't woken up yet. Yeah. Without light to regulate his circadian rhythm, poor Cobb is probably still asleep because he's like a bird. Oh, lights are out. It's sleep time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nap time! Night time! <laughs> Tissa sort of makes a did you get to sleep any at all, Marcus, kind of motion. And he smiles a little and shakes his head. Kind of looks around the room at everybody else asleep. Tissa makes a subtlety roll because she is trying to not disturb anybody and, uh, Take the watch over. Uh, what's a skill that should go with that? Are you moving around? I guess like sitting up and because that might be subtlety athletics. Yeah. Just like physically moving your body in a quiet way. <laughs> An edge success. Okay. Uh, what's a really? Yeah, I'm not sure how to make it an edge success rather than a failure. Yeah, I, I can't think of a good edge success condition here. Anybody? 
I guess only waking, say, Caldus. Yeah, that's probably... That feels like kind of one of the things where, like, you... I guess if we had more stuff where, like, you accidentally spill something on somebody, but they don't mm-hmm. wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think you stumble into Marcus and Caldus. Mm-hmm. And Caldus awakes with a start and blearily looks around. Just, how was I... What was I... Where am I? Why is it cold? Tissa makes like a shh gesture. Uh-huh. Huh? Huh? It's okay. Kind of <laughs> slumps back over onto Marcus's arm. He's not fully awake. Try to get something. Mm. Probably should. Thank you. And he kind of very slowly, to avoid disturbing the person sleeping on him, leans back against the wall and kind of rests his chin on his chest and dozes off. And so Tissa sits and looks sometimes outward and sometimes inward at all of the humans and the pillar of a dying god. I think eventually the crusader who guided you in here, Ampe, wakes up, sits up with a violent start and rubs his eyes a couple times looking around the room, looks around again, takes a deep breath and sighs. It's not morning yet. Mm. I can't wait. It's not that much longer. Yeah. We need to think. And Tissa sighs and looks at Gediam. She'll, she usually wakes up around noon. Mm. This is how it's been since we got here. Yeah. Half a day at best in the winter, sometimes not even that. Can all of you move? Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're okay. Uh, hmm. I don't know how strong we are. We've been avoiding fighting, obviously. But mm-hmm. we haven't been eating much, but yeah, we can move. Somebody's going to have to carry her, but I, uh, I imagine someone can. Yeah. What? One success and one edge on a sensitivity roll as Tissa dashes her eyes around the room. What do we take with us, if anything? Well, um, I mean, um, Freyasan would be mad if we didn't take the books. Uh, Mm. They worked hard to get the books here. We've got everybody's armor and weapons still here. Mm. Oh, and the old standard. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'll. I'll be right back. Where are you? Huh? I just gotta grab something. You'll be in here. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going outside. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> not for another. He pauses. Hour and a half at least. And he kind of ducks into a side chamber, through a door similar to the one that took you guys into this room in the first place. And he comes back with a big square of blue cloth. It's been very delicately folded, although you can see a mud stain on the outer edge. 
Yeah. Tissa nods and approaches. This is the, uh, here. And uh, he, he unfolds it, holds it up high enough that the bottom doesn't touch the ground. And it is a banner in brilliant ice blue with a bold diagonal white line across it. It's simple. Mm-hmm. But this is the flag of the Glacier Legion. It was. Mm-hmm. Still is. Yeah. I, uh, kind of glad I hung on to it, weirdly. And he folds it back up carefully against his knee until it's a nice, neat little packet again. And one by one, the other survivors wake as well. Some of them surprised they slept through the night that nobody woke them for a turn at watch. One of them stretches and reaches over to the pile of books to fish around in it for something. One of them settles in by the fire, takes a little bit of a nibble of the extra hardtack left over from the previous night. Penelope rolls over and and wakes up and uh, yawns and stretches. And we didn't. Uh, I guess we we have a little bit of like breakfast stuff and coffee and stuff, eh? Or do we? I don't believe so. I don't believe you packed that. You did pack some food. There's still food here. Okay. She kind of groggily sits up and shakes her shoulders and... Oh, I wish I had brought a little bit of coffee. I'm gonna get a... Feel on the edge of a headache already. Hmm. Maybe that's a sign I should... Yeah, nah. Who needs to cut back on it? Nobody. Not me. Gets up and starts busying herself, setting out a little bit of food for people to have. You hear a voice whisper, aren't you like 12? (laughs) You look over to see Caldas still slouched against Marcus. His eyes are wide open. He's just sitting kind of very still and very quiet. Caldas, you've seen me drink wine and stuff. And when I mention coffee, that's when you ask if that I'm 12? Well, yeah, but if you, first of all, shh, 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 shh. And he points at Marcus sleeping. Second of all, shh. Third. Third. Drinking enough coffee that you get headaches when you don't is not okay for a 12-year-old. <laughs> I'm 19. Hey, shh. Shh, shh. Hey, shh. Penelope just kind of like silently nods. Okay. <laughs> I think Tissa is going to go check out the books with uh, Brea son. They are, by the way, uh, quiet, kind of on the short end, round-cheeked, and intently focused on this pile. And they've begun to sort through the books, although one pile is much, much larger than the other. You can see titles like The History of Rhymehold and Legacy of Warcraft. But you can also see what looks like a novel in there as well. Something about a grand manor. I wouldn't know how to choose. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Well, I could probably carry them. Make Ampe carry a couple, it's fine. And Ampe shakes his head. But they don't actually have the argument they're both thinking of having. They just kind of exchange knowing looks. Sometimes you have had the argument enough times. Yep. (laughs) 
When you have spent five years in a person's company, you no longer need to argue with them. <laughs> hey, uh, so you guys really made it here on a ship, huh? Mm. san was the same crusader who seemed to be paying attention when Penelope was describing the Westbreaker. Yeah. Well, Ged will be excited. She always did want to go on a ship. Well... We will be on a ship. Yeah. No problem. Surround everybody up. Once daylight comes, smooth sailing from here on out. Well, it's really noisy through the ice. Yeah, I bet. It shrieks. <laughs> but we can make it. Right. Up till now was the hard part. Mm. Speaking of which, Ampe looks around. Sunrise. Mm. I can check, but... We can keep packing. Yeah. Let's uh, save another couple minutes for, for these two. I think at this point there's been enough moving around that Cobb is probably waking up. Kind of stretches and goes... Mm. Nope, can't sleep forever. Oh, Freya shrugs with a little bit of a laugh. Some of us can. Tissa sort of leans on something, and Tissa actually does end up leaning on uh, Freya instead of her spear or a column or whatever, and does spend a second considering how long she has ever spent passed out. She's not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... Caldas eventually sits up. Come on, big guy, wake up. Time to go. Come on. Are you going to sleep all day? Come on. <laughs> Luckily, Marcus doesn't catch that joke. <laughs> but eventually he does kind of slowly wake up. It's time to gather everybody's things. The books are too many for one person to carry, but if everyone carries two, it's no big deal. Yeah, Penelope puts a couple in her bag. And um, Penelope can also carry Gideon as well. <laughs> Penelope is the Hulk. This is true. <laughs> and Gideon is not very big. She's quite small and light. Penelope doesn't even, like, say she's going to. She just, like, walks over and... What? She weighs about as much as Clara does. She's a little bit taller, but sparsely built. Oh, okay. Would you like me to roll it, or...? I'm not going to make you roll. Okay. No. You're picking up a passed out person who's much, much smaller than you. I, That should be fine. Okay. So the Crusaders gather up their arms and armor. There's a back room attached to this central worship chamber where they had been storing everything just in case. And for a moment, they look like soldiers again. Doesn't hurt that they slept through the night for the first time in what may be five years for most of them. And Ampe leads you again through the sacred labyrinth, the glittering limestone walls of the temple to Gaius Gray. The crusaders hesitate a little to leave their home, but only a little, only very little. And everyone comes out into the sunlight. And Naka is freezing and the wind is blowing and everything is brilliant, brilliant white. And it is day. It is a silent, icy day in Naka. 
Well, don't stare too much, everybody. You don't want your first time back out in the sun getting snow blindness. We're going right back into the dark anyway. And Abbe kind of gives you a look. He's just like, the, you asked about the, the fishing. You asked about the... We said that we had been... It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll take it under advisement. <laughs> Thus begins the walk back to the Westbreaker. Do you take the outdoors or the tunnels? I figure we ought to take the tunnels, right? Yeah. The tunnels were safer. Yeah. Well, um, Cobb will ask what everybody wants to do. Like, we thought that the tunnels would be faster. Yep. And actually, Ampe is pretty excited to see these tunnels. Had no idea they even existed. <laughs> They're ancient. I don't know when someone was through them last, before we went through them, but they look like they hadn't seen any people for, like, generations upon generations. Yeah, you saw the big rock that was on top of it, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. I think. And eventually you get the, the slab moved again, get back into the tunnels. And doesn't take long. It's only a couple hours walk from here to the warehouse district. And from the warehouse district, back to the waiting Westbreaker. To the wall of wood and iron waiting for you in the bay. Does anyone want to do anything before we leave Naka? Hmm. I believe that Tissa made her position clear last episode when she said that she would like to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Anyone else? Uh, Penelope has nothing that she would like to do here. She whistles for Polly. And actually, it takes a minute. It takes a good couple minutes for Polly to answer your whistle. Hmm. She didn't know where to find you, frankly. But she eventually lands and gives you that face she gives you and braces her front hooves in the snow and shakes her antlers at you as if to say remember I can take you I'm gonna fight you (laughs) if you do that again she seems to say with a shaking of her antlers and a glaring of her wide brown eyes if you do that again I will fuck you up (laughs) of course you don't speak animal (laughs) Penelope is completely completely unaware because that's how Penelope always is (laughs) oh no <laughs> just like, oh, it's nice to see you too. <laughs> yeah, she, she gives a loving pat. Hey. Polly's, yeah, Polly's livid. She's stamping at you, just so angry. This is, God, we're all cats, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> just all of us are just some flavor of different kind of cat. <laughs> Penelope is the cat where you walk in and they've just shredded all of the paper towels and you're just like fuming mad at them and they're just like, oh, hi, nice to see you. How was your day? Mine was good. I had some fun. You can see how I redecorated. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you make it up onto the deck of the Westbreaker, which is quiet. There's a couple sailors at work. They acknowledge the captain, but very quickly go back to what they were doing. Eventually, Sot pops up. Oh, Captain. Hey, Mr. Sot. Get preparations underway. We are heading out. Um, What's up? Hi. How was the city? Mm, when, when did... Disturbing and dead. And I don't like it. 
Yeah. Yeah, huh? Are are all of you okay? Yeah, we're good. We just uh definitely weathered a pretty bad attack over the night. Oh. The boiler's a little messed up. Oh. Yeah, engineer's been working all night. She's on it. She's on it. Uh, uh, I have no idea what's going on. You look like you need a drink. I think our new guests might need that middle bit more than I. Mr. Sot and Cobb looks over to the crew, or I guess the new crew. Say hello to the Glacier Legion. Uh, and he, he does a quick head count. All right. I'll be right back. And scampers off. Well, make yourselves at home, everybody. I need to go check in with our engineer and see how things are going. And uh, Penelope is going to take Gideana to... Are there vacant rooms or... There's definitely berths. I wouldn't say that there's rooms, but there's definitely like a... Like a room of cots. Yeah. She could also uh, take her to to her room so that, um, you know, she has a little bit yeah. like private... Penelope no, usually sleeps in the princess pony suite anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is certainly extra room, especially by ship standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Marcus shows everybody, too, where there's spare beds to be found. Is it much? No. Is it more than in the temple? Yes, absolutely. So, Cobb, you go to the engine room to see an absolute flurry of activity. Clara is at her anvil, furiously mashing something with a hammer. Oh, engineer. Nice to see you're up and about. Yep. Sorry about all of that, but the mission was a success. We have five new, very thankful members of the crew, at least for a little bit, and one very thankful commander. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, we're going to be leaving as soon as I am done fixing this. Sounds perfect. Is there anything I can do to help you? Nope, I'm good. Um, can you give me that? She points to just like a huge piece of sheet metal. Uh, certainly. And careful, 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 careful. It'll take your fingers off. Careful, careful, careful. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Cobb is like, you know, like holding it, doing that thing where like you try and hold glass without grabbing it with the uh, tips of your fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't want fingers in my workshop. No loose fingers. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> and she goes back to mashing it. All right. Well, just let me know if you need anything else. Okay. Damage is, uh, damage is pretty bad. Well. And Cobb kind of looks around, not really understanding what is damaged and how badly. I'll take your word for it. Let us know if there's absolutely anything that you need. Yep, will do. Uh, you, you want coffee or anything? Oh, man, that sounds... Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's funny you mentioned that because I was just going to say Penelope shows up with a coffee because she's made coffee. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're, we're on the same wavelength. Oh. Seems like you uh, summoned coffee with your comment. <laughs> and Penelope passes a, huh? a coffee to Clara. And uh, sorry, Cobb, I didn't I didn't know you would be in the room still, but there's coffee in the, in the mess. We got jumped. What happened? We got jumped. This place is full of monsters. We got jumped. We got got. Is, is, is everyone okay? Yeah. Oh, good. Good, good. I mean, the ship was in good hands. Mm. 
<laughs> Very true. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm at like uh, half of my cannonball capacity. Oh. Oh, I should check with Mr. Sot and see how we're doing for powder as well. Not great. Mm. Well, um, sorry we weren't here to help. Hey, it's fine. I managed. Mm-hmm. It's uh, thank you, thank you for keeping all of our crew safe. Hey, now I'm the captain. <laughs> Goes back to mashing. <laughs> Wow, you're going to let me have that one. Cool. Oh, Cobb is probably already gone, so. <laughs> if if she wants if she wants to have it, then it's hers. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> okay. And the day goes on. Clara is working tirelessly. At least some of the survivors have gone back to sleep. The afternoon rolls around. And Gedeana wakes. Actually, I don't know if I should put you on the spot like that. With what word from Hector does Gedeum awake? Because Tissa is going to check on Gedeum when she gets the noon times. What's a good Hector word? If. If. Excellent. If. Which is, of course, a promise of reasons to come, which is always a delight to hear from Hector. Absolutely. And she sits up in the unfamiliar place. This is the first unfamiliar place she has seen in five years. It's real. Yeah. You can trust it. I'm never sleeping again. (laughs) I can stay awake all night if I want. Do you know the constellations up here? No. Hmm. I spent every night in the temple, on the altar. I guess, well, not before. Um, we can look tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm sure they introduced me. My name is Gedeon. Mm-hmm. And Tissa. Hmm. You're okay? Yeah. I feel great. We're not moving yet, but we're going to as soon as we can. Good. Good. Hopefully before night. Mm. If. And Tissa nods and closes the door. Actually, Gideon gets up and gets out, actually. (laughs) She's... Gideon gets up and comes with Tissa to the deck then. Yeah, she is looking at ship. Her eyes are wide and sparkling. And for once there is a little life in her thin face, her narrow skeletal hands, frankly, are fussing kind of endlessly and have to touch everything around her. This is a ship. Mm-hmm. And she tells you, I've... I've actually never been on a ship before. Oh, no? No, I took a land route. Mm. We didn't think ships could come here. Uh, Does that go all the way up? Is that a basket up there? Yeah, I want to see it. Absolutely. Caldus is pacing around on the deck, having left Marcus to get back to his sleep. Tissa takes Gideon up to the crow's nest to see the town that had for some time been her tomb. 
lying out there glittering like a heap of diamonds. The thing that's weird to me about here is that it's all white and gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so is he, you know. Hmm? Gaius. He's all white and gray. Mm. Just uh, like sort of looks thoughtfully. I guess on some level we're all white and gray too. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. After all, I mean, you're all dark and prismy. <laughs> Am I? Mm. I don't look. Nobody looks like things. Yeah. And your friend's all green and fluffy. <laughs> Just a, like, laughs and muses about how, like, the response to that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to move, and you're going to get to see a lot of things. Hmm. Is Stageport still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. We had no idea what was and wasn't still there. I... Yeah. It... I didn't... I didn't think that you were going to be. No. No. I suppose not. We thought all the survivors had just gone. We never guessed one of them would come back. Marcus... has... You've been calling him mm. for a long time. <laughs> mm? We didn't think we had any officers left. Captain Gaius Riche was with our unit. It's funny to think she's an arch knight. But it's funnier to think the commander is. <laughs> he keeps calling himself Commander. When people call themselves whatever. I guess... Sorry. <laughs> Chains of command probably make more sense to me than to you. The, mm, <laughs> <laughs> Just like on the ship, though. Everybody works together. I think at this point, Cobb is yelling up the mast. Hey, we've got coffee. Ooh. I hear the one who wants to stay awake is up there. Yep. This will help a lot more than just, well, I got a cold to keep you up too, but come on. Don't go down too fast. It's bad for your hands. Right. Right. Of course. <laughs> There's a basket all the way up here. <laughs> and she hurries down the mast. To go get a drink of coffee. Caldas is there, still pacing around. Help yourself to anything in the mess. 
Is You are our honored guests after all. And she smiles and takes the coffee. I, I assume Penelope would be doing whatever needs help with on deck and as she sees her cop go by, she gives a wave and Hello, I'm Penelope. Mm. Hello. How are you? Lovely. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm awake now. Mm. Mm -hmm. Did you know there's a basket up there? You can just climb. (laughs) You can just climb all the way up there and sit in a basket. Do you like being up? I mean... Are you also a cat? That's (laughs) ominous. Sorry. I'm Look, I'm very trusting of other human beings, kind of to a fault, they tell me. But that was ominous. Oh, sorry, I, did, I, did, I didn't mean it to be. It's just, um, <laughs> if, you, if you ever are up for it, uh, I, could, I could take you for a ride on uh, Polly. I'll keep it in mind, thanks. Mm, mm, let me know. Mm. What Penelope doesn't say is someday when Pollyanna has forgiven her enough. <laughs> <laughs> she still has no idea. <laughs> yep. But... The sun begins to decline. It is only afternoon, but it is winter. The days are short, and you can hear Clara banging away from the boiler room, even as the sun touches the horizon. And as red and orange claim the glittering white of Naka in sunset, you realize there's no avoiding it this time. Night is coming. So I think it's memory time. For me, well, pretty much all the, like, Tissa conversations were really good. It was a really good Tissa conversation episode, especially, like, going up to the crow's nest and stuff. That was really sweet. This was a very good Tissa's being a a helper episode. I'm the star. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was enjoying chatting with Gedium, and it's fun to see Kat play a sensitivity character. <laughs> I'm playing a Tissa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can do a Tissa, too. <laughs> yeah. No, Gedium and Tissa have that, that like, instant connection going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both have overscatter. They get it. Yeah, exactly. Look, you either have overscatter or you don't. Like, Look, sometimes... You become one with the universe, and that makes things different for you. Yep. Or the universe becomes one with you. It gets in there somehow. It gets in there somehow, yeah. Somehow, you and the universe, the line gets weird. And where are we exactly? What, 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 are, what are lines? What are... Yeah. yeah, who knows? Who knows? Hey, listeners, if you know what lines are, you can... Oh, my... No! No, 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 look, no, no. I'm not yes-anding you, no. (laughs) Try again. Do a better one. New segue. (laughs) (laughs) My segues are like the electronic segues. Kind of off-putting and abrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Unnatural. Mm. Yep. But not discontinued. 
if you would like us to discontinue Kirsten's segues, you can let us know. <laughs> Tweet at us at Peach Garden RPGs or use the email form on the website sortofsymphonies.com or peachgardengames.com or leave reviews on the Peach Garden Games itch stuff. Kat has a cool new solo adventure. Yeah. Kirsten can also be reached at support at Segway. <laughs> and with that, I think, listener, we'll uh, catch up with you next time. <laughs> Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Dice out. Now. Game. Game. This is a fifth edition D&D actual play podcast. Decla rolls her eyes. Gorgeous sighs at the amateur. Casley wakes back. <laughs> Darren points and laughs. You find a potato. I give you a very disapproving look. Express disdain is a camper. Gasney, help! <laughs> Maybe we're just celebrating life. Come on! Shut up! Yay, the power of imagination. You got a stone falling around? My clothes are innocent. Why, you bastard. Gasney sighs deeply. <laughs> I ship it. Welcome to the dumb party. Blame the dice. It's alright to blend into the night. Dawn is going naked. That sounds like an awful idea. We left him alone for one day. Yeah, you just hear a loud dong. Well, that's not uh, ominous. Isn't the sunset every single day? Yeah. No. We have a mystery to solve. Next time on Four Fools and a Chair. Kazni? Mima! Dice Out Now game. Find us on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts. Come listen to Dice of Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fic about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out, and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling.